live. Well, not live, but you know. Mm-hmm. Recording. Recording. Yes. Hey there, Ken. You got to maybe uh, say what episode this is. What episode is it? 129. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Happy Hour Gaming Podcast, episode 129. Great to have you here with myself, Tom Macy, and my uh, co host, Kenneth Fox. Mm-hmm. Is that better? We've let it slip a bit, but you know, everyone knows. People listen know what's going on. They know what the deal is. Yeah, just, just, you know, people taking score, taking their notes. Uh, it's good to let people know. But yeah, all good. Um, had a great day. Um, great. Out, yeah. I was out in, because um, I was off today, so I was out in a place called Beyond the Trees. So it's this place in Wicklow, which is south of Dublin. And uh, when you go to places, you realize there's actually a good few of them around Europe. So there's one in France, uh, um, Czech Republic, Slovakia. Basically, like these kind of lookout points, but you kind of walk around to get all the way up, and then there's a slide at the top. But um, yeah, it's really cool. It was uh, it was one of those things when it opened. I was like, oh, I'd be cool to go to there. So we basically, oh. my, I went with my oh, parents, look. and then. Um, it was basically my uncle came up from Galway and then his daughter and her sons and stuff. So it was really good. Good day. Okay. So well, you, you've got like a, a spiral walkway yeah, that goes. Exactly. To what, what uh, like 50, 60 feet high? Yeah. Yeah. It's pr- pretty high. Yeah. Um, and you go all the way around. Like it looks like a big ice cream cone. And then there's a massive slide down the middle. Yeah. And what's cool is actually before you even get to the tower, there's, there was this walkway that you go on, which, you know, brings you up to the tower and uh, you get some great views from there. You're actually up pretty high. Um, so you can, because it's the area that it's in, in Wicklow, Avondale was like, um, specifically, I think it was in the 60s and 70s where they, a lot of people, if they were into forestry and, you know, planting uh, trees and all that would go there. And so it has a lot of variety of different trees. So you get a, you get a great view kind of of all the different trees on your way up. So. Yeah, and then, as I said, my uh, my cousins, uh, her two sons, they're young enough, like t- two, and then one's a bit older, maybe four, and so they obviously went down the slide, and I said, ah, why not, you know? I went, so you get a carpet, and uh, it's... Don't it, want any of them funny. friction burns. Exactly, and so it was funny, because I think my one of my other cousins, her, she went there with her kids, because she lives in the Wicklow area, and uh, she like she said that, oh, it was, in other way, she got stuck a few times. So we were all expecting, like, oh, a nice little... But when you got on it, it was... <laughs> it was yeah. uh, like a bullet. I think it said around 12 seconds to get down. And that's all the way from the top to mm-hmm. the bottom. That's pretty fast. Uh, yeah, so that's it was fair. really cool. That's yeah, so, um, yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. So um, it was good. good to see the kids had fun. They really enjoyed that. And uh, so, yeah, it was just, like, weather-wise, we were actually lucky that, you know, it was a bit kind of hazy and stuff, but... It didn't actually start raining. It kind of drizzled when we got up to the top, and God, it got very windy up there because it's supposed to higher up, and mm-hmm. yeah, because there's like a look at point at the top where you can look around, and then you got. Did you did you uh, fear for getting blown off? Ah no, no, not really. It wasn't that windy, but it I was mean, just. It could be nice to go up there and get blown off. <laughs> not if you're uh, just with not if you're just with like your mum and your auntie, but. Yeah, that'd be a bit awkward. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely it was cool views. I can send some pictures to you later. But uh, yeah, really cool experiences. Of something I wanted to do. So then we got lunch and stuff, and and that was it. So uh, um, actually, I managed to get because it's better than our 
and they do, uh, there it's kind of deep into workflow. So I'll talk about a bit about that later. I was playing on my Switch today, so that was a good bit. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, that makes also, sense now. I was I, I wondered how that crept into your list. And then I got to show you this as well before I finish my kind of rambling to start off. Look at this bad boy. A membership card for where? Are the I, National Union of Journalists, is that? NUJ, I'm guessing? Yeah, NUJ, yeah. I got that in the post today. Uh, well done. So I, I thank you. So I sent that the application not too long ago. And they have this thing where they, it's like a 60-day rule. If there's no objections or whatever, within those 60 days, you're, you'll officially be a member. And uh, that's, so I got that's, it. Why you, that's why you didn't tell me you had applied. Because <laughs> I would have I sent all the objections. In. Yeah. You would be like, this guy is a fucking terrible journalist with no ethics. Uh, but This guy only played eight hours of Diablo 4 before he reviewed <laughs> it. <laughs> Call that a reviewer? Um, yeah. But yeah, so like, so basically, once that grace period is over, then I got sent out saying, we're, uh, you're accepted. And then I got the card out today. So yeah, NUJ does, you know, different benefits and stuff like that. So um, you can flash nice that at some conventions and... Mm, that's it exactly so a uh, nice color code as well but do you um, know who i am <laughs> but um so yeah so it's I, it's because the way they do it the nuj is also uk and ireland so like the letter i got was from london and stuff but obviously there's an irish branch of uh national union journalists and all that kind of stuff so yeah it was good to get you know get well, I've, been a, put the union. I've had a really busy work week and you know, I uh -huh. had the issue with like the house. I've been decorating that room. That one room's done now. Like it's carpet came today. Oh, nice, nice. That's one job done. The bathroom, the floor's in. Yeah. Vinyl's going down tomorrow with the skirting boards. The plumber's coming Sunday morning. So I'm fucking to the wire, man, with the family getting back. At, I'm picking them up at 7 a.m. Monday. Okay, okay. So it's, uh, but yeah, I think, I think we're going to make it. The carpenter nice. called today. He's coming tomorrow to do the skirting boards and stuff. It's like, oh, you know, I'm had a long day do you mind if i bail tomorrow and i was like yes i fucking mind i was like you're coming and he was like, oh, like oh, okay it's like those uh you know those home shows where it's like they have a week or something to get something done and the last day they're all you know i was just like dude you can't let me down like i was yeah, straight up no, i was straight up just like i could i'd pay him double to come like it's not worth the effort but i was like oh just come over and i'll i'll get us a, i'll get us a greg's breakfast and <laughs> did that seal the deal was it <laughs> well, he likes being like looked after, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, a little, a little, a little like well, Greg's isn't exactly I'm the best breakfast in the world, but a little bacon bath, and coffee, and yeah, and yeah. you know, making, yeah, you know, making sure I give him a cuddle when he's finished. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I've been uh, so today. I was like, my dad came back from his round island sailing trip, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so he came to see me last night. He bought a new motorcycle. Oh, or a new nice. Triumph Bonneville 120, 120, and he's taking it to the Isle of Man next week for the Manx Grand Prix. So he's living his best life. Uh, we went out for a curry and some beers. Very nice. Very and then nice. this morning I woke up and I think I hit a bunch of deadlines yesterday. And I knew the carpet guys were coming. I was just like, oh, you know what? I, was like, I did a little bit of work this morning. I was like, I'm just going to play some Resident Evil 4 for the afternoon. Nice. Well, that's um, what you can do, I suppose, that flexibility and stuff, isn't it? Well, yeah, I'm going to work over the weekend. So it's not. Like, it's not, not anything bad. But what I was going to ask you before we get into any of these announcements, another announcement I sort of want to add, just for a little brief discussion. Red Dead Redemption coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch. 50 quid. Didn't we talk about this last week? 
Didn't we didn't talk about this, did we? We did, yeah. Did we? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pull this up, and make sure that we did. This is this is this is where my this is where my brain's at. Da, 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 okay. It's not in the list. Is it not is it the announcements? No. Anyway, I was sure we talked about that. Well, yeah, very I, briefly, I really, really want to play it. I, I'm not going to have any time to play this, mm-hmm. but and the, the footage looks really good. But man, fifty bucks. Oh, it's a ripoff. Uh, no, I'm not going to go near this. Like I played the game. I don't need to play it again. Uh, well, I'd like for, to play it again, but for a game that it like, there's absolutely no. It's just support of the game. This isn't like, <laughs> like if you're, if you think of like the cost of game kind of being some sort of reflection of the labor put into it, or you know if it's a remake or if it's a new game. Fifty is is ludicrous. It's just a port of an old game. Um. I, I just don't see how fifty is was put on this. Like it's it's greed, sadly. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Like it's sheer yeah. greed from Rockstar. And it's I'm sure it's fine. It's it's not gonna be a disaster like the uh remaster trilogy for GTA, but fifty is no. too much for me. No, so I'm just I just mulling on it this week and being like, oh, I quite fancy playing that, but then I was like, you know, I have so much shit to play. So. Yeah. For sure. Let's go. Let's go straight into the announcements because there's things in here that I want to talk about. Uh, specifically, mm-hmm. the sort of the uh, the second one. I want to. I've got some input for that. Yeah, I, I thought you might. So we'll start off here. This is one as well as you could put in the news, but it's more just uh, a brief announcement. So Xbox have announced that the 360 store is shutting down on July 29, 2024, on console and the website Microsoft uh, has announced. According to Xbox Wire, Microsoft will cease uh, cease purchases of new games, DLC, and other entertainment content from the Xbox 360 store on the console and the Xbox 360 marketplace, as well as uh, stop functionality of Microsoft Movies and TV app app on the console. However, this will not impact the uh, ability to play Xbox 360 games or DLC that you've bought. Um, Presumably, also, just as an addendum to that, you will still be able to re-download previously purchased games yes exactly yeah i think that's what you mean by that is like anything you actually you bought or owned um Mm. will you be able to re-download it so this is one of those things where it's like it's just you're kind of wondering when when the day it's going to happen because we've seen the ps3 store close and the ps3 store close then there was a backlash and uh so there hasn't seemed to be the same backlash around this because i think people understand that it's it's a hugely different situation ken because many of the 360 games nearly all of them are available on the modern storefronts because of the backwards that's true the backwards backwards playstation 3 you shut the ps3 store down you completely lock people out from playing a whole bunch of games it becomes stranded on this console with no access you know things like all right jokes aside but games like super rubber dub Mm -hmm. that are not significant enough to ever get ported um but were like a launch a launch of the PS3 store. That game's just gone forever. And like there's stuff like the remember, you know, when I suppose the PCN games were coming out, like there's stuff like The Last Guy. That was kind of a small little indie game. Yeah, Tokyo like, Jungle. Yeah, I well Tokyo Jungle, I last time I ch- I think it, it's it's still on the PS3 streaming on PS Plus, okay. but again, you know, it those games are very select few, but and even something like as big as Metal Gear Solid 4 is locked on it for the moment. There's hope that with this collection that uh, Konami is coming out with that's that, it. 
Metal Gear think, Solid 4, but for the moment, anyway, it is, yeah. I think if PlayStation could go back in time and change any decision they made, it would surely be the the way they built that PS3. <laughs> yeah, I like, it's just the architecture of it. it. It was so... There's some great, like, documentaries and stuff around it and how it was like... As we know, it was, they were used by the U.S. military. That's how, like, they were these supercomputers. Oh, do you remember and folding it, it home? Yeah, exactly, which helped out with kind of, uh, what was it, kind of DNA and... Med- medical uh, research. Medical research and stuff, yeah, exactly. So there was so much there. Like, it, it was it was felt more like this attempt to be a computer on board the console. And, uh, yeah, it definitely fucked them up in terms of the PS, like, PS3 games and PS4 and porting and everything and like we've seen just how much of an issue it's been uh, with emulators and like trying to have some streaming or or have it have been able to play PS3 games on PS4 so, so mm-hmm. unless they're ported or something or remastered but uh, yeah it, I definitely yeah that's one of those things well that's it they like, have to manually port every game and it's just yeah it, it, it's they're all like their own use case as well because some games might have particular issues because of you know the engine and the cell processor that was in the PS3 so yeah, it's it's a headache that has continued with PlayStation for it's kind of haunted them really. But um, yeah, I think back to 360. Yeah, it, this is more I suppose nostalgia really than anything because as you said, it's not like there's going to be like a lost generation of games because you can you know there's backwards compatibility. But it's just kind of yeah, you you can still go and play Banjo Tooie on on like yeah, the modern console. Or, it's just uh, and then, to be honest, any anyone who still just has yeah, Peggle's great. Um, a Xbox 360. Is that person really still buying games on the storefront? Are they? You would have yeah. thought if they were still in the market of buying new games, they might have upgraded the console by now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like you're more than likely people who still have 360 are probably casual players who, you know, maybe play Call of Duty. Fucking losers, Ken. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, geez, no, no need to. I'm not going to shame anyone for. The lack of purchases or whatever, but no, I'm joking. Uh, but like you know, because 360 was a uh, a big big deal, and like a lot of people bought it. So yeah, it was cool. Actually, I think I watched a video not too long ago about like what's it, what's the 360 like now, and you know, it was basically a guy going a guy going around playing some online games and downloading stuff from the 360 store. So uh, it's interesting that it's been announced that it's going to be shut down but yeah I bet, I bet there's still like i bet there's still a contingent playing like modern warfare 2 online and oh definitely is definitely is course there is uh, yeah. and even some of the earlier ones as well like the... well, i like like halo and halo 3 and stuff yeah. like that halo halo 2 halo 3 yeah whatever um yeah for sure I'll, and probably gears as well not the gears multiplayer which was so successful so yeah end of an era but this is you know it, as you said it's not a bit as big a blow because of uh, the strategy with kind of the backwards compatibility. The next one, as you said, you want to kind of talk about. So basically, Tesla has, now, has announced that its upcoming uh, sci-fi RPG, Starfield, has officially gone gold. To mark the big moment, lead designer Emil uh, Pag- Pagliarulo and lead designer Will Shen held a Q&A session on the Tesla Discord. Uh, the going gold, yeah, going gold, uh, of course, as you know, is uh, the point at which the game is essentially locked in for release. But they basically just say here that obviously... That's not quite what it used to be, where there's day one patches, there's you know hot fixes, and and a lot of uh, content that comes out after the release. And because it's a Bethesda game, you would assume uh, th- that there will be patches and stuff. But obviously, no, <laughs> no way. Uh, then there's uh, obviously details about um, preloading as well, which I started myself. So yeah, you said you want to talk about this because I think I saw you put up in the Discord that you were do you were in the process of doing that yourself. 
preloading. Oh, so I'm preloading now. Mm-hmm. It's been going off. This game is 140 gig. Uh, I'm preloading on PC because obviously I want the best experience here. Is it like the premium edition or something, or what edition? No, no. So you can preload oh. the standard edition on Game Pass. Okay. Um, but it has to be on my SSD now. My SSD yeah. on my PC is used for all the rendering software I have and stuff for work. So I decided mm-hmm. to prioritize work, and I've uninstalled some of my rendering software and reinstalled it on my hard drive. Mm-hmm. I've tested it today, and it works, so it's it's okay for a temporary scenario. I've you know taken Forza Horizon Five off and and things like that. But um, so the game launches uh, was it sixth, seventh September? Sixth of yeah, sixth of September, I think. Yep. But the premium edition owners get to play from the first. Okay. Now, you can bump up your Game Pass version to premium for like 30 bucks. Okay. And get it early, which isn't normally mm-hmm. something I'd do. Um, but it also pre purchases the major story expansion in with that. And okay. I think probably for a game like that, 30 bucks is what you'd expect to spend on an expansion pack anyway when it comes out. So I'm just juggling around in my head at the minute. I'm having a look at the calendar. I'm like, what am I doing that weekend? And I'm actually like going to Newcastle. So I'm going to have to see if I can make some space and if it's going to be worth me going early. But I finally got around to it. I didn't want to watch it at the time because the game is still a long way off. I was like, right, game is yeah. a couple of weeks away. I'm going to watch this, this in-depth dive now, the direct. Mm-hmm. Which I believe you watched at the time. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I watched like the majority. It went on for way too long. But yeah, it was I like an hour long or something. Yeah. But what, what I can't believe is watching it. Maybe it's just this is just it particularly speaks to me. But all you guys on the Discord watched it. And we're like, yeah, it looks cool. And I was like, this looks like the best game ever made. Like, it yeah, looks but... fucking up, like completely ridiculous to me how impressive this thing looks. Yeah, like, I suppose my thoughts at the time were, and I suppose it's my general thoughts about Starfield, is that, like, just because there's a lot you can do in the game doesn't mean it makes it a great game. Um, like, no, what is the... the. It looks pretty good. The gunplay looks good. It looks. Yeah, the, the gunplay improved a lot more from the initial. The initial uh, trailer they had with the gunplay looked pretty bad, and the AI and everything. The AI still looked a bit dodgy in this one; didn't look particularly great. But the fact you can kind of sh- um, use your jetpack to fly around and shoot people and stuff look cool. Yeah, I, I just I felt it was a bit overindulgent that it was like, oh yes, and you can do this, and you can do that, and it's like, okay, that's great. But for me, it's like I wanted to know what's this, what's the story going to be like. Obviously, that's going to be what the reviews are going to get into that in, in terms of is the story going to hit? Is it going to, you know, something that is going to, there's going to be well, no the review fear that apparently is review embargo is 31st of August. 31st, yeah. So that will be like lastminute.com to purchase that. If you want to play early from the first, you yeah. can get the reviews on the 31st and you could purchase the premium edition then and, and you're in from the next day, which is quite nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to wait till that. Like, if I'm, I'm not going to buy it now, I don't, you know. Yeah, it's only, I'm only I'm only buying an unlock, aren't I, at this point? But yeah, but I think the game just looks really, really boldly impressive. Mm. If it, it's almost kind of hard to believe it is what it says it is. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people are rightly so skeptical because we've seen the disaster that it was Fallout seventy six, the overpromising of you know this is going to be this always online Fallout seventy six is going to be you know your dream Fallout situation, but Obviously, this is different because it's not this, you know, where you play together online. But, um, yeah, I, I'm just waiting to see this game in terms of 
does it actually kind of all come together? Because it's it's sure it's great that you can, you know, mess around your ship and remodel it to your heart's content. But is that does that make a great game? Who knows? Yeah, and um, I, I think you know this. I hope it doesn't fucking put like kill No Man's Sky. That's one of my my concerns. But one of the things when you obviously comparisons to No Man's Sky, but No Man's Sky because the whole thing's procedural. There's no handmade cities and stuff like that. Mm. There's quite a balance. Wherever you go, it feels it has an equal level of um, interest. Yeah, you might have a desolate moon, but then you'll have a planet with this stuff. But in Starfield, you seem to have, you've got Lost Atlantis or whatever it's called, this enormous city that they've built. And there's like a few cities, but then are you going to go to every other planet? It's just going to be empty. And, and I think they were talking about that yet, that a certain percent will be kind of resource type worlds you know where it's not there isn't going to be cities and you know they're like they're just basically going to be like flyover worlds if you know what i mean mm. where there isn't much there you might go down but it's not like you're going to be meeting civilization so yeah like again the scope of this they've they've uh made their bed uh they know what they're kind of shooting for so it is it's all about execution it, is it going to feel overwhelming and is it going to feel like that it's kind of half baked that there is these cool planets, but then the rest is kind of pointless. That they why did they need a dozen planets? You know what I mean? Like yeah, why, yeah, why like couldn't that. they have a like a dozen or something? Yeah, and and then, and that they're all fully fleshed out and feel like they're on different. They have different uh, character to them, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still just this is up in the air for me in terms of like I'm definitely I don't I'm just gonna wait till sixth September. I, I'm not in any rush to. Get in there, you, you know. Gonna, uh, put this on your Series X. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I. Um, I presume you'll, you'll be playing it at launch. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so my, I'm coming back uh, from my holidays on. Let's see, let's get the, on the four. Uh, well, the third of September, and so Wednesday is the sixth, and then my brother is getting. So he's doing like. I think I did I tell you about he, he's um he's obviously engaged, but what they're doing is they're doing kind of like the official you know ceremony where you sign everything, make it official. But we're going to have an actual wedding then, uh you know in the coming years. But for the moment, we're just going to have a small uh, get to get up the family because his you know um his fiance's granny is getting old and stuff like that. So it's not it'd be nice for her to be there just to to see yeah. them get it officially done. So that will be the ninth September. So you know, I'll probably play a bit before I go, that kind of thing, see what it's like. And obviously the reviews, I think the review day is going to be fascinating to see. Yeah, that's going to be one. That's the first thing I'm going to do when I wake up that day is, is yeah, be like, check it because out. obviously I want Starfield to be excellent. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, As someone like on, on, on the other Skyrim, hand, that, that evil villain in me wants it to be a six out of 10. Just to, I know just, mean. just I to know, see yeah. what happens. Just to see right what the fuck happens. Because, yeah, and that that is, if this game is less than stellar, and I mean like around yeah. six or seven, that is. Yeah, you, you don't mean like based in the stars. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That, it's a bit of a disaster. Uh, this game has to be. I, I think that. Microsoft would be disappointed with an eight. I yeah, think with this, I, I, they, I they want a nines I, and tens. They do. I, I have a feeling that, like, there's going to be some publications that give it an eight because they're like, it's a great game, but there's just like, it's it's not as focused as too much here. Like, I, I, I recommend it, but it's not, 
you know, it's just so much stuff that it's kind of, it's a bit superfluous, uh, superfluous uh, some of the stuff. So some will give it eights, but there, I definitely think there will be nines and stuff as well. But um, yeah, I, I'm fascinated to see it, what, how it scores, the Metacritic and all that. It's, like, it's stuff quite like. interesting listening to certain games personalities and podcasters who are mm-hmm. kind of getting nervous for it coming up because obviously their job is to invest a significant amount of time into a game in a short space of time and, and give it its fair dues on review. And the way this mm-hmm. game is built up is that this is going to be many, many hours of content. So mm-hmm. uh, not, as not you know, it might be a cyberpunk situation where the story's, I don't think it's going to be a 20-hour story, but maybe the story's 50 hours. Mm. But then it's like, but you can live in this world forever. And... Yeah, and I think you're seeing a lot of people are getting review codes around now and stuff. So, well, also, well, I think that's why it came out today that the embargo was the 31st of August. Um, mm-hmm. It's gone gold, which says to me that review codes went out like today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, because that's I, how they would know. That's how they would know when the embargo date was. That's exactly. So, I think that's good because that, like, it's not something that they're they get about three or so four. So, what do they got? They, they got they got two weeks to smash it. Yeah, two, and like, you know, most people. They'll probably say, you know, I'm close to finishing the story. Like, you don't need to completely finish the story. If if you get a good idea of the factions and how the story plays out well, and... The video games stuff, aren't, aren't what they were. Like, so, Baldur's Gate, no one... I mean, okay, review codes dropped for that. Like, they bought the game's release Late. forward to, to yeah. basically when the codes came out. But mm-hmm. no one's reviewing that with a... oh. And I thought the final twist in the story was great. Like, that's yeah. not really what the game's about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's more, it's, it's, it's a nice it's a nice addition if if it is a really solid ending or whatever it is. But um, yeah, it's a, I'm excited. We'll talk a bit later on the news about some of the spoilers and stuff and beware of them. But yeah, yeah it, but, it's but honestly, this is the biggest game. If Starfield does for me what Fallout 3 did, I don't think you could spoil it for me because what came from that that was the great thing was all the side stories and the the areas mm-hmm. you found and the little things that went on, the random little quests you do. And that's what I want from this. Yeah, like I, I my kind of hope for, for them is that they recaptured the magic of Skyrim slash follow tree. You know, th- that that's... Yeah, but that in, the, in the vein of me. like Mass Effect 2. Yeah, of course, yeah. But you know what I mean? Just in terms of... The, they felt like they were really on form in their prime then. Like, sure, they were janky games, but for the time, in terms of, like, an open-ended RPG, as you said, all these different side quests, you know, this open world, you can go wherever you want, do whatever, do things in order, whatever you want. That was really the pinnacle for them. Since then, haven't quite hit the same strides for, for me, as you know, Fallout 4 not particularly big fan of it's fine it's it's fine yeah it's fine but it's but um so that's what i'm hoping is that this is the next step from bethesda that it feels like the new age kind of rpg that we've been waiting for really from them so yeah hopefully right next we need it we need need one because there's a new master fight coming as well and yeah just whilst we're on Mm -hmm. this i want to just shout out no man's sky celebrated their seventh birthday today oh yeah i saw about that yeah and it also announced another major expansion echoes mm-hmm. so Do you think we're gonna get no man's sky 2 at some point no what i could see him doing is some kind of um if if it continues to grow um which i could see it doing is it there'll yeah. be a line in the sand where they say 
no more future updates will come to yeah you know ps4 ps yeah i mean it's still it's not a graphically heavy game but you know from now on all the updates will only be like um current gen consoles oh yeah Uh, and and at that point you have to think they would roll out like a new ray trace lighting model or Mm. some major visual overhaul because that'll be the thing that starts to hold it back yeah for sure yeah Um, i I don't really think the scope for a no man's sky 2 yeah or or even just a new game from hello games because That'd be cool to see because talk about like learning on the job and like how much they've learned from this whole process. It'd be cool to see what they could do. And even if it's like a smaller indie game, because I, I assume they've ramped up uh, their works that, you know, their staff from whatever it was, like six or seven. Um, you'd hope, you'd hope became, so, Christ. Yeah. So it'd be cool to see them, you know, keep No Man's Sky going, you know, if there's content updates, maybe not major expansions, but then they have it you know they they set their sights on a smaller indie title because i think they have a lot of talent and it'd be cool to see a new game from them i mean i don't know how they're extracting money from no man's sky that's there is skins and stuff and yeah so it'd be kind of major they could maybe do like a major paid expansion yeah yeah are all the expansions free yeah everything's oh wow but they well, keep then, releasing. They release box copies on the latest platforms, don't they? They just yeah, released yeah, on. Yeah. They just released it on Mac as well. Oh, well, that's cool. So it's basically on everything now. Everything now, yeah, that's cool. So, um, yeah, so yeah, happy. I, I, I bought. Uh, I bought it for PS Five. Yeah, yeah, it's it's out PS Five, and also you know Irish uh, game designer Sean Murray doing well over there in London. So shout out to him and the team. After he yeah. lied to everyone and broke our hearts seven years ago. Yeah, that was like talk about the he he was really uh and I suppose rightly so he was very much scapegoated and like he was the target. It wasn't for... really his fault. It was actually like down to Jeff Keeley and Sony. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, for sure. Man, the amount of times they were like presented like it anytime they presented that like a Sony show, it was these scissors didn't really say anything about the game, you know. So I think our expectations were widely in the whack. Uh, oh, finally, yeah, finally, yeah, finally, here. This is one that, like, if it was a bigger delay, we probably would have put it in news, but because it's a short enough one, uh, one of the biggest games this year, Alan Wake's 2, uh, the release date has been moved to October 27, giving it more uh, space in a month of multiple new AAA titles. Uh, the studio originally planned on October 17th as the date for the horror sequel, uh, but the state remedy said October is an amazing one for game launches, and we hope this date shifts. Uh, shift gives more space for everyone to enjoy their favorite game. Some of the games coming out in October include Assassin's Creed Mirage on October 5th, Forza Motorsport on October 10th, and a duo launch for October 28th with Spider Man 2 and Super, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which is what a day that is. <laughs> if, no, like, mention, of, no mention of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, motherfucker. What? Oh, the. Oh, yeah. Um. Shit, yeah, the 2D, uh, what's it called again? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember, I'm so hyped. Sonic Superstars, let's call it that. Yeah, I remember, yeah, that actually looked pretty good, but um, yeah, but, you know, in terms of big AAA releases, uh, I think it's smart there's, there's from no, I, I, It is smart, I just don't think there's any good place to position yourself this fall, because Alan Wake 2 might be a big game, it's not as yeah. big as any of those other games. No, no, for sure. Spider-Man or even like Starfield coming before it. Um, yeah, Starfield, um, Call of Duty. Yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's... I I worried that Alan Wake 2 is just going to drown. 
Yeah, I know. And like, it's, the only thing, the thing that I think will will help it is that it is a survival horror game. It is yeah. Alan Wake is a very unique type of game, so it's not like it's a open world game that's a dime a dozen at the, you know in this current space. But hopefully, that will make it stand out. And I hope, like, as someone who really enjoyed the first game, I hope it sell, sells well and it isn't something that gets swallowed up by all the games around it. But I think it gives it enough time now that you know, like, say. Well, October 10th is uh, Spider-Man 2. So, realistically, that's more than enough time to, you know, get a good bit into the game, probably finish it before LMA 2 comes out, if you're, you know, planning on playing both. You know, someone who's into the mm-hmm. dead. So, I think that's, you know, enough time to, even if you're not finished Spider-Man, you can dip into LMA 2. But I think smart move from Remedy. Get out of that crowded, crowded house. Okay, let's jump into the news. First one's a bit of a smaller story, but something worth discussing anyway. So, so uh, rumored leak of the PS5 Slim. Yeah, and image, have you image. seen the video? Yeah, there's a video so, as well now. Certainly, have looks a look. real. Yeah, I've yeah. seen. I've seen the video. So, uh, Sony's been rumored to be working on a revision to the PlayStation 5, often referred to as the PS5 Slim. That includes a removable disc drive, new images, and a video of leaked to the PS5 model that looks slimmer and slightly shorter. This looks a lot shorter. Um, yeah. <laughs> and may well have a removable disk drive. The first image leaked to the rumored PS5 Slim in a Chinese forum earlier today, and now a leaked video provides a better look at this rumored device. The video from Betterware Electronics, an Australian PlayStation repair specialist, shows off the plastic case of a potential future model of a PS5. It has a bulge for the disk drive, a curve in the middle, um, uh, sorry, yeah, a curve in the middle with a smaller space for vents, two slits on each side of the case, and dual USB C ports on the front instead of the single USB-C and USB-A ports found on the current PS5. Um, this is this is uh, interesting. My first thought of this was, oh, it can't be real because that's not a removable disk drive. But then you have to think that the disk drive will come with a new white case that goes over it, I guess, if you buy it. Yeah. So you'd have mm-hmm. like a flush case, and then if you put the drive in, you take that yeah. off, slot the drive, and then you have a fatter case, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think about this? I like the little groove along the faceplate. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting. So it's that's the major like besides that it's 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 just it's a smaller PS5. Yeah, smaller PS5, bit slimmer, but it has these weird kind of as you said grooves in it, which I think has something to do with the attachable disk drive. Um, yes, you've got to think that that's for the to remove that bottom base plate, uh, bottom faceplate. Ex- <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's it's quite interesting. Like. In terms of some of the slims and you know other models we've seen before, it's not that much of a departure. Sometimes, you know, slims can be a bit different design-wise. But I, I just think it's interesting. So the guy who had it, it's clearly like prototype because it's it's just a shell of a thing, the design itself. Uh, it's interesting with the USB ports as well. That I suppose that is probably a bit of a complaint from some people that you know, uh, do USB ports say if you have it like a SSD like I do, or if you want to put the if you have those 3D audio headphones, you need to put that receiver either in front or the back. So if there's two USB ports at the front, that that'll help because um, you know it's just easier access. Because some people might have the hard to get to the back of their PS5, so that makes sense. But yeah, if it's a lightweight kind of uh, a lighter weight uh, PS5, looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm tr- intrigued to see as well how does it work with a detachable disk drive, and as you said, do you slide it out, slide it in and out, that kind of thing. So it'll be interesting I, th- to see. I think this. Um detachable disk drive option is such a good idea because when i was buying my ps5 at the time i was like didn't have tons of spare cash and i was like should i just go for the cheaper option yeah and 
I'm ever so glad I made the choice to commit because I'm playing a bunch of games I pick up cheap secondhand and and that you know might be be hard for me to find and and things like that and being able to make that lower level commitment to start with and then sort of rectify your mistake later if you want you know and say well now actually I do want the disc drive I'll just add it mm-hmm. what I would say is that hey they've got to keep that price differential so the difference between the two modules now is what the cost of that disc drive is mm-hmm. yeah exactly you don't because you've got to think these will come out at similar price of the console maybe they'll bring the whole thing down by 50 bucks or something like that yeah you would think it'd be a bit cheaper and like we've already already seen some price drops uh for a limited time with ps5 probably maybe you know testing waters for when this pro model comes out and if it's you know like kind of a slimmer a ps5 slim type thing again that usually comes with a price drop as well but yeah as you said it can't be something that's like ridiculously overpriced to disk drive itself that you're kind of like well it's, 80 bucks yes. for this disc, disc drive yeah or whatever like i think i think it'll be 100 bucks but i think it can't be like 300 bucks well that'd be fucking ludicrous <laughs> i would like but, but look at fucking I, psvr2 that costs more than the console come on yeah but that's like a, a whole fucking new platform look at this is just vita like, vita memory cards that cost almost as much as a vita if you bought the biggest size it's not yeah, they're but, not they're not unknown for having yeah this proprietary sure. hardware that Mm-hmm. That, um, I mean, they've they've obviously done done us a favor with the SSD situation on on PS5 versus what it was before, but yeah. But uh, no, it's uh, it's interesting. I think it makes a lot of sense, and I'd like to think that moving forward into next gen with PS6 is that we don't have to have those two SKUs, and they just well, this is our model now. Yeah, for sure. You know, we see exactly. we see modularity come into a, a popular consciousness mainly with the Switch, which is not a modular mm-hmm. console so much, but it's. Yeah, adapts and and does you know various mm-hmm. different things like that. So, are we going to get it where it's like, well, this is your base model. Here's the cost of your various hard drives. Here's the cost of your, mm-hmm. and you know, do do you get to just go on the website when you order one and build my model and go, yeah. well, I'm going to order, I'm going to order the PS5. I want the two terabyte hard drive. I want H- that. How cool would that be if you could like I want say, one, well, no, I want I'm, I'm, I'm these face plates. Exactly, that would be. That'd be really cool, cause like, and even I that memory element would be so nice to say. I don't mind paying a bit more for more memory yeah, because you you're know, not like. Be very well, nice. that's, that's what they did with the Steam Deck, and then yeah. you're not buying it and then chucking out the old hard drive, put the new one in. You're just paying exactly. for the incremental upgrade. Exactly. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if I could have paid an extra, like, not when I bought it, but now, if you could said you could have paid an extra hundred bucks and doubled the storage size, I'm all over that. But as mm-hmm. it happens, you have to buy the whole new hard drive, and it's. They yeah. support eight terabytes now with the latest patch. Yeah, which I think whatever video I was watching there, eight ter- terabytes is like a thousand euro pounds. Yes, yeah, so, but I, which it's is ridiculous. Ter- I, I have a, yeah, I have a, I have a twelve terabyte hard drive. Yeah, ooh, it's a hard, okay. it's a hard, it's a hard drive. That was like, oh yeah, not, yeah, oh yeah. Well, see, it's so funny. Yeah, like hard drive. Yeah, like so an SSD so is going to be. Exactly. I've, yeah. I've I've had this for like three years. God knows, probably like much cheaper now. But but mm-hmm. that's what I keep all my films and stop like endless episodes of Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> that, that <laughs> yeah. I'm never, never going to rewatch. I'm just hoarding digital like wrestling Copy videos. Uh, interesting question. What do you what do you think then about Xbox? Who said they're not going to do like this mid gen refresh? Like, even though they've had the Xbox One X, it's interesting that they're just like, no, we don't need anything. Or... I think Xbox have tethered themselves a little bit with the um, 
the Series S, which was uh, obviously a really wonderful thing at the time. Mm-hmm. But I think until they sort out the issues around that, can they really offer a new model? I guess the PS5 Slim is not upgrading the performance. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a pro model. We're not looking for sure. at yeah, so it. So sure. it might be the PlayStation also do the thing this time around where they say, well, we might update the storage, but we're not going to do this pro model mid-gen refresh. Yeah, I suppose that's the other thing that would be interesting is there was, wasn't there GGC and Tom Henderson who was reporting that a PS5 Pro with better ray tracing specs, like better kind of um, tech to kind of improve that is is the thing that is part of the ps5 pro so to have a ps5 slim with this attachable dick disc drive and then another skew attachable dick drive what game is he playing ken dick drive hey <laughs> and then a ps5 pro that's that seems like a lot to be going on like a slit like because sh- usually a slim is a later that's later in the console generation when it's like okay we've have you know we, we're trying to kind of get squeeze as much out of we can you know we have so many people who bought Original console, but we want to kind of have it a bit more of a and yeah, here's a, here's a refresh model, one hundred ninety nine dollars. Exactly, yeah. So it's in, if they have three different SKUs, then that's I don't know for consumers going to be a bit confusing. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think another thing as well. Uh, I don't think we talked about it, but Baldur's Gate Three, which is out in PC, I was going to be on PS Five, is is delayed on Xbox Series S and X for, for probably like a year. Yeah, it's looking like a while, basically because of um, split screen, uh, split screen co-op that you can play in the game. And basically, they can't they can't get it running on Series S, and because Xbox have this kind of parity clause that you know the, a version of a game has to be uh, has have to be the same on both that there can't it has be, be it has to be equal from a content point of view. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there can't be missing features on S and that are on X. So they've basically kind of I don't know like. Is this something that Xbox is going to drop in the future? Like drop this uh, need for that? But it, it, it's if this is just like, like a lot of people, a lot of developers have uh, sound the alarm on the Series S that it is holding back the generation. But this is this is the first time we've seen it actually delay release, like a big massive game. You know what? Fuck, Citri, fuck you know? Microsoft sometimes, man. Fucking Microsoft. They come in, they buy all the fucking developers, and then they make a shit console. That's holding <laughs> gonna hold back game development. I hope more people do what Baldur's Gate have done, make it the best they can, and then say, Well, sorry, Xbox, you don't get it. But that's it. Like, and there's well, no point. you know what's gonna happen on the other way, Ken, is what? they're gonna say, We wanna sell on Xbox as well, so we're gonna we're gonna take keep the game back a bit and we're gonna Cause you know Starfield has to run on the Series S. Yeah, exactly. So what the fuck mm-hmm. what the fuck? How is that game gonna run on the Series S? loading screens every two minutes or something. that's the I, thing so so we're gonna lose out they made a bad decision having those two tiers yeah now, i think it's that's... not the same as the two playstation tiers because the xbox wanted to undercut playstation and they reduced yeah. the power of the console which playstation didn't do and now yeah. what we've got is we're going to have compromised performance across the board because of it mm-hmm. and like you would assume this well it would be a terrible scenario if it's happened where a first party exclusive game was delayed because there was issues with getting it, you know, having the same features on the series S and X. So if this, you know, it, it obviously makes sense that if you're a first party or maybe second party that they've done a deal with, you're going to be like, Microsoft is going to do everything they can, can to help you to, you know, get it out. But when it's something like a third party where it's like, 
listen, we've got all these SKUs that we're doing here. If it's not working on Xbox, like it's not our priority here. So we're you're just gonna have to wait. So it's um if there's more third party games that struggle with this or have the same issue, it's I I have a feeling Xbox might just drop it and be like. I think they have got, to. I saw I saw some numbers yeah. recently, and they reckon that the Xbox sales are around a sixty forty percent split in favor of the Series S. Yeah. Whereas the PS five sales are around an eighty twenty percent split in favor of the disc version. Mm-hmm. It's interesting numbering, isn't it? Yeah. And like again, because I think people, it is. That- people are opting. Oh, we got Game Pass. That's what the people with Game Pass. I bought it for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I've played my Series S about fucking three times, honestly. <laughs> There's no games on it. Yeah, well, that's uh, the other I've issue. Got, that they have. I've got Game Pass, but I got just, just there's like better stuff on the PlayStation service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's interesting. I hope it doesn't cause third-party developers to just you know yeah, just t- tailor their games to the lowest common yeah. denominator, mm-hmm. and that we we all get the worst experience because of it. Yeah, exactly. But and if that does if that does happen, it's just going to make PlayStation's first party look so much better. Yeah, because they're not tethered to anyone. PlayStation could just release a new console, and people will fucking buy mm-hmm. it. They can just push their consoles to the limit with their games that are only on their console. Um, mm-hmm. Xbox can't do that. They can't push to the limit because they've tethered themselves to a weaker yeah. system. And it, what's interesting is, like at the time. The view was like, oh, this is such a brilliant way to get people in that maybe casual gamers, as you said, a great way. There was that price plan that you could do pay monthly to get an Xbox Series S. Well, that's why that's why I did because it worked. That's what you did as well. So, but again, I think the after the, the years have gone by, we've seen how this is really biting them in the ass majorly. That these skews of and especially like you're kind of seeing issues even on. The more PC, like we've had major issues with like PS5 and Xbox Series X, just like the likes of Jedi F Lord or Jedi Survivor and not running particularly well, and like games with with frame rate issues. So if we're seeing that, and then Series S, which you know by all means is just a lesser version of the Xbox Series X, it's just gonna it's just making the issue even worse. So yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying with the the talk about a PS5 Pro to kind of alleviate some of the issues that some third value developers have been having with with the current the other thing, what i just what i just want to shout out is i was gonna say i know we sound like we're being playstation fanboys at the minute yeah but you know what i am being a playstation fanboy because at the minute there's no reason to have a preference towards xbox and don't get me wrong mm-hmm. i'm not a i'm not a playstation fan i'm not going to defend them when they make stupid decisions yeah yeah, yeah. But right mm-hmm. now like there is only one place to play console games and like it's amazing how probably this time last year you were saying Game Pass like was the best best kind of deal in gaming. That's it. No, there's like there's no other competitor. And now since you've seen the offering on PlayStation, it's going to change. You change your tune. But also, what I've seen is that the the toll it seems to take on Xbox's first party. Yeah, and, and I think you know, I, I was a bit. And this is it. I will change my mind based on. Yeah, Current, you know, you don't have to commit yourself to an idea forever. And so, I think uh, other... yeah, I'm not, I'm not le- leaving Catholicism to become a Muslim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but it, what's interesting as well, not only first party likes a Redfall and that, but we're also, I think there's whether it's perception or not, we're kind of seeing this 
this uh, perception around Game Pass of like that there's Game Pass games that they're like, like Extra Primal is a perfect example. It's Six, like seven, that. Oh, ten. it's good for downloadable game that we went through. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, it's it's good for a few hours. I'll play it for a bit. That's it. Like you're seeing as someone you were talking about people who've been talking about this. Colin Marty already. Colin Marty already rightly said that there isn't triple A developers aren't lining up to put their games in Game Pass. Like Jedi Survivor, for example, a big release. There's there were nowhere near putting that in Game Pass. It's it's these games that they're like, well, we're not too sure if this is going to hit. You know, we've done, say, maybe focus groups and... But just remember, yeah. Colin Moriarty has a little bias against Game Pass because he tried to put his game on there and they said no thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah he, he he's talks a bit too much about that recently, but uh, his whole uh, limo games and all that. But well, um, that, that we made this game and no one bought it. <laughs> yeah, jeez. What was it? Uh, super... 5,000 sales. No, there's, yeah, Perils of Baking. Super, super Perils of Baking. Perils of baking. What, what, I was like, well, what weird name? Did look a bit, sh- yeah, like that name. No one's gonna be like, it's a terrible name. Uh, not that name is everything, but like, I think there's a lot of truth to that. That there's a type of game that comes out in game, but like even Outriders is another one that you know it's like these kind of service games that need a large audience. And Game Pass is a great way to get that large audience, but then they peter out after a couple of months and no one's playing them. So like even you know Hi-Fi Rush as well. That was that was a good release for them, but. I don't know if, like, for me, I don't think the impact. Not, of that I think Hi Fi Rush was lucky because I don't think they knew what they had on their hands there. <laughs> yeah, and like the whole, the Shadow Drop was nice, but I think it was a bit. Yeah, Mike Trapp was just like, oh, this is kind of a cool game. Let's just put it out. Um, but again, for me, like, no, I've heard no one talk about that game. Like after that month that it came out, it hasn't been really in the conversation of. Like, I was I was incapable of finishing that game. My rhythm is so bad. Um, what I would say is the time where I was really up Game Pass's ass is where we got Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon Five back to back. Yeah, and, and Forza like and, what it. And Forza Horizon Five is yeah. it's potentially my top ten games of all time now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It really is an impeccable driving game. And like I, I see Forza Horizon Five see how you can get here. It. Yeah, so no. we'll see. I don't know if he's going to hit the highs of Horizon, but no, no. I, like, and I think Motorsport is has always been like they're good. Like, I even played the, the last one. I got it on, seven, and you yeah. know, yeah, seven. I I got it, you know, for cheap. And so, it's why the fuck? Well, you, you know, you can't buy that game anymore. Yeah, well, I was trying to, I was trying to get it on the store. I was like, Where is this no. game, I don't, like, it's not that old. And yeah, so I had to buy. Like, there was a copy. It was only like ten, twenty euro in. Uh, CX, you know, sex, that store. But, like, yeah, I don't know why it's not available. It's weird. Maybe some licensing issues or... I don't know. But, anyway, yeah, I played that for a bit and I was just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I For me, Horizon is the better series by Mile Force Horizon. It's just... It's much more unique, you know, because Motorsport is just similar to GT7. Anyway, so... But, yeah. Right. Anyway. Right, I'm going to have to... Uh... I'm going to, have to put you on pause, Cal. I need to take a, a whopping dump. A whopping dump, Jesus. Can we, uh, right. can we reconvene in, in approximately 10 minutes? 10? What are you doing? 10 minutes? I might have a number three. So, mate of mine straight up takes 20 minutes to have a shit. Jesus Christ. I'm like, if I was your boss, I'd fucking sack you for that. Like,. Per, like in fairness, at work I do take my time scrolling my phone oh, for a bit. See, you're, you know. get, you're getting paid, that's why. Yeah, but 
for me, if I if if like nothing's coming out after like a good couple of minutes, I leave it. There's, no, there's nothing worse than like trying to force it for twenty minutes. I don't get people say this. Like I've never been to the toilet and nothing's come out. Like I know when I need to go. I'm an adult. Yeah, have you never got to where you're kind of a bit constipated and like you want to go, but for whatever reason, eventually you just leave it here and then it comes out. But yeah, yeah. you need to get some more fiber in your diet, buddy. Anyway, I'm the, I'm the opposite. As soon as I need to go, I'm like, right, I've got three minutes, so it's going to be out, whatever I do about it. Right, anyway, right. go. See in 10. It's out. Nice, that's what doesn't do a long time, No, I banished the demon quickly. <laughs> also got some peanuts, but I try not to eat them during the, uh, the show. Cool. Right, right let's, get on, the, get, on. let's get on the news, because <laughs> back to Starfield. Yeah, um, so I can take this one if you want. Yeah, take this one, Ken, because I haven't actually heard about this yet. I don't really want... There yeah. isn't any spoilers in here, I presume. No, no, there is no, but it's just unfortunate as well. So I suppose. Uh, so as we were talking about, uh, Starfield preload kicked off this week, which means players have already downloaded Bethesda's hotly anticipated sci-fi role-playing game. It also means the burgeoning Starfield commuting, uh, community is bracing itself for leaks. At the time of uh, publication, Starfield's leaks are limited, but some story spoilers are from, uh, around online, as well as data mine lists of space powers. Uh, and yeah, we're not going to talk about them. Tiles for the the obviously deficient soundtrack. Um, if you, if you consider a soundtrack uh, a, spo- a spoiler. Um, and there's also a list of the achievements as well, which can be uh, which can be kind of spoilery in terms of what they, you know, if you get a certain achievement, it tells you what uh, you have to do in the game. Bizarrely, the official Twitter account for fellow space game Everspace 2, which was recently uh, recently released, issued its own Starfleet spoiler warning players, shining a light on a bad actor who was accused of mentioning Everspace to spoil a Starfield plot point. Um, so essentially, yeah, people, I remember hearing about this where someone was talking about Everspace and then basically putting a spoiler for Starfleet as well. So it's, um, yeah, it's nothing major, but it's, it's kind of just like, fucking, please, can we just not spoil the game? Yeah, there's a couple uh, of things I want to say is like with, with Bethesda games is that spoilers are a little bit different to they would be in, say, The Last of Us because so yeah. much stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Like if someone, I'm going to spoil Fallout 3, if someone says at some point you get the choice to nuke a town. Yeah, that seems like an enormous event, but it's relatively moot in the grand scheme of things. Which I guess goes to show who. You know, if someone says, you know, whatever this main character in the game was killed, someone in their playthrough, if they make a different decision, that might happen. So, because that's what the way business RPGs are, you know, but still, in general, in terms of spoiling, you know, the factions and kind of some of the characters. The dialogue or whatever, you just don't want to want to see that because especially again it's so anticipated. And I suppose another issue is that that has cropped up is, I sadly I think it's still going to happen because it's such a big game. But review bombing as well, it's just like how has this just become the norm that like Metacritic is, well, you know, when his big release comes out, and it'll probably happen with Spider Man Two as like, well. Over, Overwatch Two being the worst ever reviewed game on Steam with an average of zero point three percent rate. Oh yeah, that that was recent. That's a bit. Because you know it's not a bad game, by the way, but um, obviously disappointing to fans and all that. But uh, that's just another thing that is just really annoying. It's just like people fucking because you know whatever they're some fanboy for PlayStation or with Spider-Man, the Xbox fanboy, they um they review bomb the game after you know even playing it. But I think have Metacritic possibly 
done something to try and make it harder that you have to like show some authenticity. Either way, I think people are still getting through. But um, yeah, just don't spoil it. Like again, people are going to be playing this. You know, there's going to be some idiot who, you know, is, is going to leak some screenshots that are probably from big parts in the game or a big decision or something because you, you see it all the time because you have people who are like on the lower end, you know, they're not like working for an IGN or something and they want to get some clout. They're like, oh, I got a review go and then they put it some screenshot or something uh, or they, you know, spoil a certain thing in the game. It's and just I think certainly stupid. because the early access is nearly a whole week. Yeah, yeah. Are yeah. Gonna, people are going to start playing, you know, People who get start early are going to be potentially have beaten the main story within that five days. And that's the other thing, you know, people are going to like going to have this done because people are weird with that, where they like binge a game and they want to be well, not the first person to do it, but they, you know, they really want to be there to finish it. So, a couple of yeah. things I'll say. Oh, the um, yeah, carry on. No, no, you have something on. else to say. Yeah. So, no, no achievements. Um, what's interesting about that mm. is. I'm quite looking forward to the fact that I'm going to be playing this on on the PC or Xbox or whatever, not PlayStation, because I don't really want to care about achievements in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And I, just... I care about trophies, but I couldn't give a flying fuck about achievements for some weird reason. And I know. I'm the exact same. I, I don't know what it is. It's so weird. Well, it's, it's because they don't have any... There's no... Oh, you got... Yeah, they're all the same. How many, many yeah. platinums have you got? Like, it's just it's just this yeah. ever-increasing number. Your gamer score, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, might as well just be like, how long have you gamed for? So yeah, it's sure. like to play with that. There's an element of freedom there. Of like, I'm not going to be like, oh, should yeah. I like save here and then like back up that save so I can go back and like do. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, the other thing is what I want to say is Everspace tweeted, "Hey, all, there's a bad actor mentioned in Everspace who's using multiple accounts to spoil a Starfield plot point. For folks wanting to avoid that, we recommend muting the phrase. You battle aliens who are. So I think we should just do a little bit of speculation because neither of us know." I'm going to go transgender. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking gay or, you know, or, or like new and nudist. They're all nudists. They're nudists. Hey guys. They're they're all very, uh, you people aliens who are woke. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think it's going to be? I assume aliens that are hostile or maybe you're No, I mean, that's, that's going to be, that's not a spoiler, is it? It's going to be yeah, something like major, like, uh, you know, you battle aliens who are clones, clones dragonborn. <laughs> that would be so funny if a tie in Skyrim. For shoulder! It's just that guy got an arrow to the, the horns, and he's like. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting, though, because they've kind of almost given away what the spoiler is that like we're gonna yeah have I, I don't know what I, I yeah it's a bit weird that like everspace the people like, to do that, but yeah. i'm i'm kind of wondering now if when i play i'll be like ah oh, it's really obvious like what that was yeah like you yeah, probably, aliens yeah. that are like i don't know like i guess maybe humans that colonized like somewhere years ago or uh then are they not just humans or, or jedi that would be funny <laughs> And it's oh, a Star Wars crossover. Yeah, it's like uh, I imagine they didn't even like get the license. They just like uh, we just put Jedi in the game because you know. So I'm space. interested to see what that is, but I'd like to hear anyone's ideas of of what that could be. Yeah. So and there you go. Don't spoil it, guys. Just please don't. If anyone like 
I know personally spoils that game. I might punch people. Because that's one I just I just want to go in kind of like I've watched a big reveal now and I'm like that's it I do not want to see another thing. I mean yeah, I saw exactly. too, there was too much in there but I was still just kind of like what is this game? But even sometimes like some of the smaller story moments you don't want that spoiled as well. You know it's it's nice to just be able to go into it fresh and not have stuff spoiled like. And, I'd like know, it if it was like you that. battle aliens who are fat, <laughs> just okay. like just big Americans basically. <laughs> but uh. I think that what's interesting about this game is I've sensed this. People are obviously hyped because there's a lot of promise behind it. But when I hear people like uh, Paris Lillian, kind of funny, who's going to be reviewing it, things like that. Yeah. There's also this le- like nascent like apprehension that you Big wouldn't time. see in certain other games. And it's like, oh, please don't let this fail. Please don't let it be bad. Yeah. Because we've all been burned so many times. Well, I think to be honest, like Redfield, what, what Redfield? Jesus, it might as well be called Redfield. Redfall was that game that not not that like everyone expected to be this masterpiece, but that was the game that it just was like, what the fuck are Xbox doing? And by by extension, what are Bethesda doing? So yeah, I was I in a slightly different place with that because I don't know. I just that game was exactly what I thought it was going to be from the very first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. But even not that I was shocked when I saw the review scores, but like because I remember as well specifically there was like a review score that was like four out of ten that it was like an early uh, review that probably shouldn't have come out. You know, it was like published early, and I was like, surely that can't be the general consensus. And while it wasn't like not everyone was given a fours, but it wasn't far off in terms of five sixes. You know, so yeah, yeah that that was I think that's why because it's kind of crazy how I don't like. When I think about it, I can't think of any other game that there was so much riding on it. Like, the reason being is because, when you think about it, PlayStation doesn't need to have, like, obviously they want Spider-Man 2 to be great, but they've already had, like, God of War Ragnarok, GT7, Horizon Forbidden West this generation. They don't need just one game to be like, okay, this is the reason to get the console, this is the reason to be, you know, behind this brand, PlayStation or Xbox. It's amazing just how, because the how poor Redfall was, there's so much riding on this game now. So, And then the other thing is, even if it's good, which we all think it will be, what else yeah. is there? Oh, for Xbox? Yeah. Yeah, that, that stuff that they showed, Seven of Midnight, Clockwork, whatever, that stuff. Uh, Avowed, you know, that's... Yeah. So, anyway. It, it, uh, and as you said before, Elder Scrolls 6 and, you know, it's probably going to be mild away the next fallout they're going to be years and years so it's not like that's coming in 2026 or something it's their feet because they're, they're it's all hands on deck for starfield so it's not like they're fitting it up into different teams for those games let's talk about call of duty yeah so the new call of duty is coming out this year it is modern warfare 3 mm-hmm. no surprise um, we, yeah we had a trailer that revealed that makarov is back thankfully not vanguard 2 i think they've <laughs> got to say man yeah. That trailer is one of the most visually impressive things I've ever seen. Yeah, I think they're always like... But always there was, uh, the trailer started, up. and it's the first time where I've been like, oh, a live-action trailer. And then I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> but like, there was parts at the beginning of that that yeah. were really that impressive to me. And I was like, I know that's not the in-game graphics, but still, it's kind of... Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool that we're getting to that level. Um, but I'm probably just getting old. Like, yeah, my dad probably said the same about Sonic 3. Oh my god, the graphics are crazy. How do they turn out Hedgehog Blue? 
<laughs> so That's the interesting details different. that have come out though um since then is that modern warfare 3 features a sandbox campaign open world mm-hmm. zombie mode and more so i'm not sure here i'm just gonna read the whole thing right yeah call of duty modern warfare 3 was officially unveiled after months of leaks and rumors activision finally shed some light on the upcoming shooter during its warzone event and we have a new trailer to watch and gameplay details. First of all, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is definitely a fully-fledged Call of Duty game that is going to cost you a full price tag too. The game features a single-player campaign that naturally follows the events of Modern Warfare 2. The campaign introduces a new kind of mission called Open Combat that Activision described as a sandbox gameplay. Players can choose different playstyles approach to these missions, be it guns blazing or perhaps sneaking into the mission under the shadows. Activision says that while these missions feature a wide range of different approaches, they will still complement the well-crafted story missions the series is known for. So the quote, our vision is to deliver back-to-back Modern Warfare games has been years in the making. From the start of development across both Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3, Sledgehammer Games has worked closely with Infinity Ward to create a blockbuster sequel in the Modern Warfare series. Featuring the turn of iconic heroes and villains alike, players will be able to grow closer to the characters, delve deeper into the storylines and continue to build out progression and loadouts without interruption. End quote. When it comes to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Zombie Mode, Activision describes it's the largest zombie experience in the series to date. It features an open-world PvE extraction survival approach where past zombie um, features combine with new mechanics. Activision will showcase Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Zombie Mode separately in the months ahead. As for the multiplayer component, the game will feature 16 maps with at least 12 new maps arriving after the game's launch. Modes include Hardpoint and Kill Confirmed. Uh, there is also a new 3v3v3 mode called Cutthroat. Activision says Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer is tightly connected to Modern Warfare 2, meaning you can transfer and carry over content to the new game. Quote, for the first time in Call of Duty's history, a vast amount of content from previous Modern Warfare game will transfer or carry forward and be available in the next Modern Warfare title. All weapons and operator content that have previously been unlocked or is currently available to players in Modern Warfare 2 will carry forward between Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3. End quote. You can read about... The game on the official blog announcement, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 launches 10th of November on PS4, PS5, oh, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S and PC. And it will launch on both the Battle.net launcher and Steam. So, what do we think? i got to say, Halo Infinite, that's how you fucking announce a game. Yeah. Like, Call um, of Duty just continues to kill it. Yeah, I know people, a lot of people are bored of it. Mm-hmm. But it just continues to be a, a very, very good value AAA experience year after year after year. I, like, I know they say it said, you, don't like, to, you don't have to buy the new one. Yeah. Like, I was playing Black Ops Cold War. I'm like, this is a fully featured, modern, up-to-date game, and it's fantastic. Exactly. It's, like, not, it's not my kind of game, necessarily, but you can't yeah. fault it. Like, for someone... Like, there's a lot of people who were a bit down in Modern Warfare 2 to get the latest game. But in terms of modes and everything, it is crazy. And there's all these playlists. There's like DMZ. There's Battle Royale, obviously, like Warzone. Then they all have these like specialized modes that you can do. Just the sheer amount of multiplayer content is crazy. And what I think about what I think is interesting about this is their approach to zombies, which is going to be like an open world zombie thing kind of extraction element. Which is that does kind of make sense when you think about it. Like imagine you have to get some VIP to a helicopter and there's all these zombies after you so it's like the tension builds up while you're trying to do everything so i could i see that working but i I think the interesting thing is the sandbox element to the campaign because personally i haven't completed the campaign in modern warfare 2 i find it a bit stale 
And to be honest, the more open-ended levels, it's not like open-ended in terms of like that, you know, you can stealth, you probably can't, you can probably go and stealth around, but you know, it, it still very much wants you to... It's, it's not going to be, um, you know, um, or something, Metal yeah. Gear Solid 5, is it? Exactly, yeah. So for me, that's the weakest part of the campaign in Modern Warfare 2. So hopefully they learn kind of from that and it is, it does actually feel a bit more... Like, it actually makes it clear to the player that, like, no, you don't have to, you know, or maybe even if they add stuff like being able to hack something or surveillance that it can do the work for you, like, make mm -hmm. it more accessible instead of just being going around knifing everyone in the back. Because that is stealth, but it's it's not really, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to take it right now, but without a gun. Like, it's it's not really proper stealth, you know? So I mean, to me, sand, like it. sandbox doesn't have to mean yeah. open. It doesn't mean yeah, open world sure. or anything like that. It means no, we're going to no, give no. you we're going to give you a toolkit to play with. And and I think they kind of tried that in some of the missions in this. So that's why I hope they improve on that because I think if they make it more open ended and it actually, as you said, it is actually sandboxy and you have all these tools and you can kind of go different ways. That would be cool. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, there, obviously, as you said, this has been. Since the initial Modern Warfare, I think 2019, that kind of reboot of Modern Warfare, the franchise, it's been obviously a big thing for them. I think they realize as well, you know, their little vanguard, uh, their kind of foray into that didn't work at all. Uh, obviously, so well because it's Call of Duty, but I think they know that Modern Warfare 2 and that that's kind of the, this is where the series is going now. And have the, like, I, as you said, even Black Ops Cold War incredible suite of multiplayer modes and stuff like that as well it and i think that's the thing as well is like another way when you see something like assassin's creed i think the quality has dropped sure they're big impressive worlds but i think over the over the time the th the reason that they're not quite as successful is because the quality is dropped it's because the worlds have gotten so big it's kind of you just can't hard. make that sheer amount of content exactly yeah. And I think that's the the difference between, say, some of these uh, series that have become stale. I'd even say Far Cry Six is stale as well, and uh, it's very much paid by you know very much copy and paste from Far Cry Five, just in a different setting. But I think, as you said, you have to give it to them that just the sheer amount of modes and it still plays like that Call of Duty. You know, like there's obviously different tweaks here and there, but it's still a high quality FPS that. You know, you can spend hours and hours and, you know, different whatever modes, trying out of modes and, and seeing what, what you like. It, it is a high quality game each year. So that, yeah, that's the one thing you have to say. It's 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 kind of impressive that they're still I'm, knocking out of the park. Like that. I'm really interested to see where they go after this, because one of one yeah. thing that was nice, they did tease London returning in the uh, in the trailer. There was a shot of Big Ben and obviously Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, the original one. Yeah. um, Had a great. London content, mm -hmm. and so, they're, they're uh, kind of doing London. that. They did, they like I, I have a feeling they probably will do like a London level because they had like an Amsterdam level in Modern Warfare. Yeah, 2, and they'll, and they'll have like a London multiplayer map. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I assume they would. Yeah, so and they obviously, as you'd expect, they have their roadmap kind of in terms of new maps and everything. And I think not to you know, I, I don't want to shit on Tree for Tree too much, but when you compare like how ready they are for to say, okay, we have probably 16 maps at launch, and then mm -hmm. we have this roadmap for what's coming out. That was what was sorely missing with Halo Infinite. And in fairness, you know, looking back on it, they were clearly just 
way out of their depth. Um, and also, like, August, what is it, August, September, October, November. Call of Duty, like, we don't even need to announce the game until three months before it comes out. Yeah. Halo sure. were talking about it for fucking years, and then they had to delay it for a whole year because their presentation yeah. was so embarrassing. And it was yeah, still not way. great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, it so... played great. Don't get me wrong. They got they nailed the gameplay. Mm-hmm. But, but as it, felt we know, like, uh, it felt like early access. It wasn't... That's it. And even if they, that, like, if they release it in, as early access, you'd kind of understand then that this is just a template here. This is just a base game. We'll add to it later. But the fact that they released a multiplayer early and didn't have the content roadmap that, you know, they said they would. You, but, yeah. If you dip back into Halo Infinite at any point, I'm kind of tempted to reinstall uh, and give it a go. I still have it on my Xbox Series X. Uh, the odd time I dip in. And I still seem to get the same fucking maps that I got on, uh, you know, the first couple of months when, months when we were playing. So, yeah, it's just... It, it's still a good bit of fun, but it's just the exact same. It's experience. a real shame, though, isn't it? Yeah. It, and I think we were, all of us who played it were like having so much fun. And then it's not like people dropped off because it was like, uh, it's just not, it's not the same anymore. People really thought, man, if they keep this up, this could be, this could be Hello being back. And I thought this, this would have been my shooter of the generation. Exactly. And yeah, sadly. Which, which but, to um, me was Division 2 last. Which is yeah. a different kind of game, but that was yeah, my it is, yeah. It's not first person, but it's still jump, a shooter. Jump. Uh, well, it's not a PvP, it's not Yeah, but, yeah. But still, I, I mean, Halo, mean Halo was so good that it bought, which very rarely happens, half the people off our Discord were playing to, and new people were just playing together three nights a week. Exactly. For mm-hmm. a good month. And then it was like, mm-hmm. okay, where's the roadmap? Where's the, and it was just like nothing's coming. And I know a month's not are like But no, but even beyond no the month. Yeah, but, but nothing beyond the month. Yeah, exactly. So, and all the things they did promise yeah. never happened. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's. But as you said, uh, it's quite impressive how, and I think, you know, the fact it's the reason why they're so successful and they can produce these high quality games is because they have rotation. You know, they have these studios on rotation. Obviously, they said they're working together, Treyarch and Sledgehammer, but they have these studios that are, you know we're going to work on this game for three years and then we're going to switch to this studio. You know, they've built, they built this machine that is just unstoppable. So. And they're finally I showing think. some willingness to change. Yeah. Yeah, for which sure. Is, like, which is good. Yeah. And in some ways change for the worse in terms of, you know, the microtransactions and throwing it in your face all the time, but buying a battle pass, you know, that shit is, is annoying, but yeah, it definitely change, but still keep that DNA of what Call of Duty is. Okay, that's it. That's it for the news and the announcements. Um, yep. Tell me about your your latest platinum trophy. How many have you got now? Fifty-two. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I platinum viewfinder uh, a couple of days ago. Just an absolute blast of a game. Um, I suppose in terms of the template of t- it, kind of seems to be the way I go with. Uh, these puzzle games is, you know, for the first couple of worlds or levels, you know, I, I try and work it out myself. But when they get to a certain level, I'm kind of like, if I don't get the solution in like one or two minutes, I'm like, just give me a guide. Let me just show me what the thing is. And in fairness, I think overall viewfinder, you know, if I stayed a bit longer, I probably would have got it. One or two are like, 
no, there's no way I would have thought of that. Like, there's yeah. one in particular, it's not a spoiler, but um, you get to a stage in the game where you, you can't just, so, you, you know, you can take a picture of anything usually, but then there's these levels where it's like all this kind of metal, and anywhere there's metal, if you take a picture, it's Metal. just gonna, sh- it's gonna show a blank space, like so you can't can't take picture of that. And so, the, uh, like a lot of levels have, you have a battery, you need two batteries to uh, power this teleporter to get to the next level, but you only have one. So maybe take a picture, and then you copy it and you do that. So this one was instead of a battery, you had a watermelon, and you had to, you could see. Because you start out and the watermelon is there and it's like three quarters full, the kind of weight weight scale. So you clearly have to get it all the way through. And so you're like, oh, I'll just do it. But then the only thing you can put, at this time you didn't have, you had a stationary camera, not one you can just go around and take loads of photos. It's like only this specific point that it could take it. Mm -hmm. And so the place where you're going to put the watermelon is on a slope. So if you put it up, it's going to roll down. And eventually the solution is you have to take a picture of just, it can, can be anywhere and it's just a sky and you have to chop the watermelon so that if you place it, uh, the bottom will be flat. So it'll stay on. It won't fall down. And I was like, how the fuck was I meant to think about that? That's I'm, just I'm, like, I'm never going to play this game. It's just, yeah, I know. But, but that, I think that is one of the few that I was genuinely like, that's, that's a bit of a ridiculous solution. That's a bit too extreme. But I have to say, what I, it's one of my favorite platinums I've gotten in a while because the little Easter eggs and s- such cool and funny, smart things they do. Like it was actually fun getting some of these trophies. Like there's some kind of silly things you do, and uh, you, you know they're kind of self-explanatory in terms of what you have to do. But I, I, I really like that when you're you're striving to get the platinum when you're trying to get the platinum uh, that it really enhances the game for you. That you kind of see new things that you. You're like, oh, I didn't even see this area the first time I played it, or you know, because you're kind of focusing on solving the puzzle. Um, so I, I just have to say, it was such a blast of a platinum, and the creative things they do with their, you know, the the idea in terms of taking photos and walking into them, they, they really expanded in, in really cool and and fun ways. So yeah, a lot of fun with that. Um, I talked a bit about uh, it's not on here, but obviously moving out too. I reviewed. Um, I really enjoyed. Gave it an eight out of ten. Absolutely blast of a game. Uh, nice for the studio. They retweeted my review and all that. They said thanks for that. So that was good to see. Uh, if I think you'd be giving it a four, they would have retweeted it or they would have. <laughs> well, I think it was more my, my you know, uh, subheader, my lines saying about whatever the the pull quote you want to call it from the review that I put up saying, you know, it's surprisingly fun. I, I can't remember the quote was, but they obviously. Uh, no, but if I gave it a it four, probably not. Banger after banger. After <laughs> uh, yeah non-stop bangers but yeah no like moving out too is just such a it's such a like joyful endearing just all out fun game like and it, it's you know i talked about games before where it's like you feel like you have to sit there for like an hour listen to exposition before you even play the game and you're like oh geez you know and there's nothing wrong with lore and you know learning about the background of the story, but this is just from moment. I hate, moment, you I know? hate it though, Kim. When I put on a game, yeah, and an hour in, I've done nothing, and it's like, like the best thing a game can do for me is just let me start playing, then yes. start introducing shit. Exactly, exactly. Give me twenty minutes um, of gameplay first, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's people don't know how to design games. I'm glad yeah. you liked it, man. It's uh, it's mm. not one for me. I really dug Overcooked, which was the yeah. first one of these cold yeah. stress fest games. Um, mm-hmm. But the first movie night, I was just a bit like, not that it's more the same, but I was didn't want to start that path again. And yeah, I think I, 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 I don't I don't inherently enjoy that kind of game. But but like I think any game I, with time limits can normally fuck off for me. Yeah, but I think um, I haven't played this game co-op yet, so I, I think it's actually really a lot of fun single player. And right, I think because I was going to say for me, moving out one had to be play co-op pretty much for it to come into its own. Yeah, no, this is like obviously it's going to be that as you said, like, stressful experience. But I think there's enough here. Like I really like the time limits in this because it's like you're you're not rushing you're you're kind of trying to do things efficiently but it's like there's a nice pace that you want to keep up but you don't want to if you go too fast and the, the couch gets stuck in the door and you know you're kind of like bumbling all over the place i think it's actually it, i i found that really addictive like being like oh i was very close getting it there okay. i know if i just did this a bit better and it's it's going to be on playstation plus so um or it's okay. already out on playstation plus so well i, might I think try it well i mean if it's there, i'll try it yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, and I think, as I said in review, the way they, you know, it, it's a bit stupid how they go into these different worlds. There's like Candy World and Wizard World, but the way they mix it up and make so make it so it's not just the usual houses that you go into adds a lot of character and it makes it a lot more fun. And th- as I said in the review, there's a lot of clever ways to use, they change the level. So it's not just, okay, this house is a condo, this house is like a, a big barn that's different the levels themselves change up a lot you, you might and you might the task might be slightly different you maybe have to um like there's <laughs> it was in the first game there was that barn level where you had to put the certain animals into uh the certain pens uh but they do a lot to, to change it up which, which is really cool so yeah really enjoyed moving out too uh highly recommend it and then the final one as i said because uh i was on Bit of a journey today, as I said, took me about it was about took us, I should say, about an hour to get to it. Um I brought my switch and was playing some Super Mario 3D World. And so did you just dive in. No, 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 no. I play I'm on like the third world now. I got in this play, you know, so uh it's just one of those that, you know, I played about two, three hours. I was like, Yeah, it's good fun, and then just, you know, haven't played in a while. And it's it is one of those things where it's it's when you're traveling and stuff so i'm going to bring it with me when i'm i'm going away uh n- not the monday coming but the monday after that for for a week so i'll be bringing my switch and my vita i think with me so um yeah it was just again in terms of like the addictiveness of so stars are obviously the main thing you're trying to get in the game and then stamps as well so yeah it's a bit more easy because you know the way mario games they tend to be a bit more obvious where they are but it's it, it is nice to be like oh i missed that star Let's see if I can get that. And they're just, um, yeah, they're a lot of fun. I, I do find, like, I played with Toad for a bit, and I think I played with uh, Luigi. And for me, Mario, it's just, the game is kind of made for him. I know it's Super Mario 3D World, but, you know, with Toad, like, because he's generally smaller, even when he gets power-ups, you just feel, like, underpowered a bit. So I, I'm just, like, I'm just going to play as Mario because it's kind of made for him. There, it was a cool mechanic Ooh. as well. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a Mario time. When he picks him, <laughs> woohoo! Mario time. Uh, there was a cool mechanic where uh, it was like Cherry World or something, where if you 
as a power up one of the power ups was the cherry which made doubles of mario and so if you go left and right the yeah, guy yeah. follows you and so you know it it's faster with enemies and stuff and and you can get it to three or four if you if you manage to keep that power up so yeah i was having a bit of fun with that so have you played it. bowser's fury yet no no i haven't actually played that yet that's that's that's, that's, actually, that's, that's way better than mario 3d and, and what what kind of because it is obviously you can play single player but also co-op and stuff what, what's this, the kind of single player so what's what's the objective or what are you going to do and i know there's like he's like this boss character and every couple of minutes yeah it's, it's been a while since i played it but i just remember really enjoying it but you're in like a big open map yeah and you're you're doing the same thing you're collecting things unlocking things and that but then every now and then bowser rises up and rains down flowers it's very hard to explain without playing it yeah yeah but it's something completely different from mario games have ever done before hmm Certainly, yeah. when you finish with 3D World, certainly check it out. Don't yeah. ignore it as some like side. No, break. no, I won't. And no, I think I it's. Do, I do want to know. I think it's two or three hours or something. It's. Yeah, it's not even. I, I remember thing. playing it being like, this isn't a complete idea, but yeah. it's kind of cool that they packaged it in to just see how that would be received. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So, you know, potentially making I, a bigger open world Mario game at some point. And I think as well, you know, they were obviously like, we didn't want to just have. Super Mario 3D World. That's it. You know, it'd be, it's nice to add a bit of content. Uh, oh, they would have like, sold yeah. the same amount if they could, they could put oh, yeah. Yeah. Without like, anything. anything on there. Man, can you they just imagine? To, yeah. Like, you talk about collecting stars and stuff. Why doesn't Nintendo have an achievement system? Why, that, for the fucking love of God, all I, I, their I, games I, are built around that? Yeah. I, I think I would, I would play my Switch because I don't give a shit about achievements, but I would give a shit about. Nintendo yeah. achievements, so, even if it was a bad system with just with just a number. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo, that it's uh, so separate from everyone else. But and I think, in a way, because their games, specifically Mario, have stars and moons or whatever the fuck, it kind of negates not the need for them. But yeah, they're but it's kind just of, having that list in all in one place. I did this yeah. much in Mario. I did this much in Zelda. I know. Yeah, and then yeah, I would, yeah. I, I would mean. go and play them. Then I don't know. It's, we're the ones being stupid, but it's. No, no, but, you're completely right. Like, I'm the same. There, there was just something about, like, when you say when you hear of a game that's coming out, it's like, oh, is that going to have trophies? You know, it's like you want to know, is it going to have trophies? Is it, because I, I think they've. Ju- it's just the best system in terms of, like, this, I suppose, overarching other achievements beyond the game itself. Um, but you're definitely right. It would be cool if Nintendo had something. And y- you know as well if it was Nintendo, it'd be piss easy. So you'd have low, you know, like a Mario game. Yeah, but would it wouldn't, though, would it? Because some of them might get 120 stars in Mario Odyssey's fucking nails. Yeah, and but that is true. Like, what the other thing is, like, what do you get for that when you get it? Nothing. You just get what some do you get? Level or something. I don't know. And I never got it. Yeah, probably a secret level. But like, be, you're right that it would be nice to get some sort of. Well, what what could Nintendo do that isn't going to be copyright infringement for like platinum? It's like, oh, you want well, to... No, you get a star. Yeah. But that's but the I thing, think... like, or a moon or whatever, yeah. but they, they would just do it like that, or different colour stars or whatever, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, know I guarantee mean. that if they do it, they'll fuck it up, but... <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely agree. It would be nice to just have something that unifies it so that, you know, if you're going through something, especially Mario, yeah, they're... Well, and then go back and put it in all the old games. Let me go and play Mario 3 and, like, platinum that and... Yeah, or whatever their word is they they use. Yeah, moon it. Let me moon that. 
That'd be quite good, actually. <laughs> I'm going to moon it. I'm going to moon that game. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'm just going to touch base, talk about Platinums. I'm going to touch base with WWE 2K23. Because okay. uh, what I am doing is, since I've had to restart my PlayStation account, lost all my trophies, Return of Magasaki on a PlayStation Network now, I am yep. now going through and I'm being like, let's take this Platinum hunting a little bit more serious. I feel like I have a blank slate. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, right, WWE 2K23, I'm more than happy to put the hours into this game to earn the trophies. Yeah. If it's just like beat this character with that character, do my faction for 50 hours, whatever. Um, yep. So I, I looked at the trophy list, and this is where it really gets me. It's like estimated difficulty, 3 out of 10. I'm like, great. That's going to be easy enough. So I started working through I did all the My Universe trophies. I did all the showcase trophies. And now it's like, oh, here's a bunch. It's just like play against the AI. So it'd be like, oh, beat a ma- win a match without ever filling out your stamina meter. Um, and then I start doing the beat this guy with this guy. And it's like beat, Co- beat Brock Lesnar with Kofi Kingston on legendary difficulty. Oof. Jesus. And they're giving the platinum. Like, this is why I don't understand. They're all like, oh, three out of ten on platinum. Who the fuck are these people? I know. I can't get anywhere close to like winning yeah. that match. And then I'm reading the guy, like, there's a guy that's like, oh, what you want to do is get all these custom settings and set it so you start with three finishes and then like hit your three finishes, bang, 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 after a row, then pin him, then he'll kick out, then do this to get one more. Then oh, I'm, not, I'm not playing like that. Like, that's. Yeah, that's, that's beyond, that's beyond I, what I'm willing to do. I assume there's ways you can cheese it, but yeah, that does sound just like a bit of a troll. Actually, well, I actually thing. tried it with one, and it's not even that cheesy. It's just like luck. And it's like, mm. oh, with, an, with mm. enough perseverance, you will get the trophy this way? Yeah, fuck I'm that. Like, I hate those yeah. type of trophies. Yeah, But like, why well, have a game that's generally fairly easy, and it's like, beat this, like one of the hardest characters in the game with like his average dude on like the hardest setting for no reason. So I like having them in. It's like oh, it's re- referencing like a, a a rivalry they had or whatever. Mm-hmm. But why do I have to do it on legend difficulty? Yeah, it's a bit fucking stupid. Because it's bullshit. The reversal like windows are minimal. Yeah, <laughs> they re- they reverse like every move you do. It's I can imagine completely horrific. So I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is just try and like do the trophies that are fun. Yeah. Probably never platinum that. Uh, the other game I've been playing a bit more Resident Evil 4 now on chapter 9 of 16. 16? Oh, very nice. So pretty... So it's been a really long game, man. I've got to, I've got to say how yeah. impressed I am that at the time that this came out, it was really good and really substantial. Because mm-hmm. the game's ultimately pretty much the same now. Yes, yeah, a full-on remake and they've reimagined some scenarios, but the amount of content and what you do is the same and it just gets me like, I can see why people like this is one of the best games of all time. Yeah. I thought that at the time. And when I was playing it, I knew I was playing something special. It's really, really good. So I'm going to finish that. That's another game I'm not going to platinum because it's the, the platinum site. Play yeah. the game on nightmare difficulty just using your dick to push the controller or something. They, I think some um, insanely hard. Resident Evil always have really hard trophies. Uh, places in Access, I think, was it Rosie, one of them anyway. Platinum, they did a stream, and there was one where I, you know, that I, I assume I've got to the done that cart level where you're in the cart and you're shooting on uh, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, no, I'm not there yeah. yet. That's not much if they show that, that must be quite a late game. Yeah, so but there's, there's like I think in that there's particular targets you have to get, and it, she spent like I don't know how many fucking hours on it, and it like it looks in like impossible to get it. So, yeah, that seems like a bit of a bitch of a platinum. So, 
Yeah, I'm just gonna play. I'm gonna play through once, and then what I'll do is I'll yeah. shelve it. But I will do a new game plus run because it's mm-hmm. fun playing RE4 starting with all your upgraded weapons because all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. like a total badass. Yeah, and then you can spend all your your money you make on like new toys, like rocket launchers and and mm-hmm. shit like that. And it, it's so the very the first time you play for the game, it's stressful. You're always out of ammo. Struggle. Um, yeah. it is a struggle, but then you can play through it almost like an arcade shooter the second time, mm-hmm. and it, it does breathe a lot of new life into it. And then thirdly, I finished watching Twisted Metal the series. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I've pretty much binged that, and gotta say, really, really good. And uh, so I, know people, I know people have their issues with Anthony Mackie, especially the Marvel fans. Mm. Um, I've obviously never seen seen him in a, a Marvel movie, but I think he's very well cast in this. I think he does a really great job. I think all the cast do a really great job, um, especially Samoa Joe. Yeah, but uh, from what I've seen, it looks really good. But the, the something that happens at the end of the season really gets me excited for season two as well. And Peacock has said it's you know one of their top five original series now. Yeah. So what a, what a like a surprise hit. Not only like, are the reviewers saying it's good, but people are watching it. It's it's like because it does seem like Peacock kind of took a punt on this. Like it's not in terms of game adaptations. Like The Last of Us is like an obvious one slam dunk. Whereas yeah, this Resident is Evil like, was a really early like obvious. Yeah, exactly, exactly adaptation. But this was like you know we're we're gonna. Trying to, and the fact that it's it's a bit different to it as well, and it's not just like following the, the same script of the well, first. The, well, the, there's no story in the game, is there? Really? Uh, yeah, in fairness, it's just a setting, really, which is interesting because when you uh, remember I was talking about that podcast with uh, Jaffe talking about how mm. the show is post-apocalyptic, whereas the game it's it's actually not. It's just meant to be like this shit is happening. It's more like, in real like life. the Running Man or something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. So. Um. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and, I, and because because of that. So yes, I di- I downloaded the game. I got the platinum. Yeah. Um, Wait, does that mean did you do you have premium? Yeah, I just upgraded to it to get the game. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. I think I you can like, buy an Amala card now if you want. But. Yeah, but I was like, you know, I'm have I'm I want to I want to support the, the other thing. I can't moan that there's no games on there if I'm not. Yeah, they're gonna say, well, we've got lots of people subscribing. People like these games. Mm-hmm. So put put your money where you mouth is. Sometimes I'm going to play um, Twisted Metal too as well. So I'm happy mm-hmm. to have that for a couple of months. Um, so you played the game. Well, firstly, is Twisted Metal two the world, world tour? Yeah, the world tour. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, I, I when when it came out in premium, I was just like nothing. Ro- like I, I always thought Twisted Metal was good fun and stuff. But it, it's just there's something about those old games that it's just like. Oh my god! This Very is just... hard to control. Yeah, it is, and like you do get the hang of it. Like I played a bit of a level, and once you f- figure out that boxes to like draw, you know, to put on the put your power on and get going, and um, you understand it. But yeah, it is. It's just, a, and it, I think as well, it doesn't really, and it like based on what it, it doesn't really does not. It's not a game, and it doesn't have good feedback. It doesn't really tell you. Like you can obviously your help bar, but it you don't know oh direct hit or like you really you knock that guy down or you know obviously you see them going up in flames, but it's a bit like it, you kind of just go around shooting stuff and hope that you win and you hope that you do. What well. did you do? Just play the first level or something? Yeah, I think I picked the character and just did you know one of the story missions, just did the the first event just to get. Yeah, used so to there's it. like six missions. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the final mission, 
So you got you got the arena to start with, then you got like a city mission, like a mission in the storm drains. Yeah. Um, the the Ed mission, which is the 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 one that's oh. the best level, is the rooftops level. Yeah, yeah. So which... You're going on the roof, so you could jump from one to yeah. the other, and it's very cool. Um, and then when you beat the guys, all the, the three opponents on that level, you spawn a final boss, which is the winner of last year's tournament. You know, tournament. It's um, Minion, he's called. And he's like his fucking armor tank, and he has every other character's special move. Oh, yeah, makes sense. He's like savage as fuck. But um, the game's really good, and I think it's like, it's not, it's, I can't recommend it. It's like, you're not going to be blown away by it. But to look at what it was at the time, and and the fact yeah. that it is still playable now, and I could still be, I could, when I first played it, I was like, how am I ever going to beat this? Yeah. And, you know, it took me, I think I spent maybe eight hours of the game to get the platinum. Um, oh, and the last couple of hours were certainly grinding out, beating the game with every all 12 characters. Mm-hmm. You don't have to beat the whole game with 12 characters. When you beat a level, it gives you a password. Ah, uh, yeah, classic. So you obviously then just beat in the last level. But it, the characters do play very differently, so it meant you'd be jumping in on the final level with a character you've never played before. So it can take a couple of tries. But mm-hmm. um, And then there's trophies for doing... There's little task on each mission destroy all the crates on this level or or whatever mm-hmm. so a nice simple trophy list and the trophy list for twisted metal 2 is identical it's literally do okay. the set the same shit so i'm kind of like I, yeah I, I could do that as well and if it's manageable i'd like to go on platinum that one as well but didn't, yeah, really, didn't one i i th- sorry i actually finished before i i get on yeah. no i was just saying really enjoyed it and i think that um makes you excited to see this new twisted metal game that fire sprite are doing yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say. I'd love just a modern because, like the the concept is kind of timeless. Who who doesn't want to go around blowing up cars and crashing it? Like if if you get an updated version with better controls and better graphics, like it, I think it's a slam dunk. Like it's you know it's not going to be fucking revolutionary, but it, it's like for I think it makes sense to kind of resurrect this uh, the franchise. Obviously now with the show, but it's I think it would be great to have something like that on playstation just to just like to have something a bit different that is just like like i suppose they kind of tried it with destruction all-stars but that was a huge flop but just to have something that isn't the cinematic you know third person game yeah, that's very serious and and all that it'd be just nice metal has one. this very gritty kind of yeah b-movie feel to it yeah and i think that's seriously that's well it's just all a bit bit like dirty and a bit yeah um sleazy and mm-hmm. and you know i just hope that they uh whatever comes of the series that i'd love to see it become a real game again like a big game you know yeah mm-hmm. um Absolutely. big like well, yeah it's got to, this has got to be one of the live service games they talked about it has to be yeah yeah perhaps like and it, again it's a, a, like a obvious live service type game that you can and it doesn't have to be something like that it's you know, constantly updated that is like dozens and dozens of no, but even like, if it was more the size of like a Rocket League. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing that people don't mention a lot is Gran Turismo 7 is a live service game that is updated all the time, always new mm. tracks, always new cars. They do a fantastic job. Uh, and like if they do something like that where it's sporadic kind of just updates, as you said, maybe you know, every maybe DLC kind of characters where you get to do their story as well, you know, add new characters from the series would be perfect i think it makes a lot of sense so yeah um i think just wanted to mention one that i think you might like is do you know pursuit force 
Um, yes. They added the second PSP game, like yeah. Extreme Extreme Justice, whatever. Extreme uh, pursuing. Yeah, it, it seems like a, a pretty easy enough platinum uh, based on the bit I played. Because I literally, right? I the love first... that they're adding trophies to old games. This is it like is. Me, it's fantastic. me and my element. It's like I literally did the first mission, and I think, you know, they're just like kind of a side mission, smaller mission. And I had 13% of the trophies, which made no sense because there was like, there's quite a few, like 40 trophies overall. It's like how is I've never so quick gotten that much percentage of the trophies. It's yeah, very cool. weird. But um yeah, that's again that's kind of a good fun one you can just bash out and like they're fun, you know, if you know Pursuit Force, you're like this cop who uh you can like jump from car to car and you know, take out the bad guys and all that. So it's funny, like just I love how they commit to the you know, this uh, B movie you know, B movie type of story where you start out the game and the character, main character from the first game is getting married. And of course, one of these, one of these gangs uh, breaks up the win. And it's like, take a crash, you win. You know, and they come in and, you know, it's just like, it's so fucking cheesy. But, and, you know, of course, the guy, the guy's getting married. He's like, oh, I, who gives a shit about the win? I gotta, I gotta get going. I gotta track these guys down, you know? So I think uh, this with the older games as well, like the, the platinum for Twist Metal is very simple, very straightforward. Beat yeah. the game, beat the game of everyone. So yeah. it really is complete everything. It's not like beat the game in under a second. Yeah. And I think that Do that's you. what will really encourage people to go back. If you can go back and spend four or five hours with the game, get the platinum, put it on the shelf and say, I'm done with that. Exactly. That was for the older games, that slightly more straightforward platinum yeah. makes, so mu- makes so much sense because it's just for going back and experience them again and... And um, when you think about it as well, it's the, not the like they're... Doom, 1993's Doom. Yeah. The average, they've voted, the, this, this is some bullshit. You know, they're like the platinum difficulty ratings, like from a vote. Yeah, yeah. And there's like thousands of people. And they, the um, number they've come to is 10 out of 10. Yikes. It's like, beat it on Ultra Nightmare without getting hit. Or like, so like it's like something like, Oh, oh like, yeah, beat I... Doom without guns. Like, it's like <laughs> absolutely yeah. ridiculous challenges. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, really? Because the thing is, the thing is, as well, like, these games never had trophies, which is, which means they can kind of be like, well, we want people to enjoy it. We don't want people to feel like they have to fucking grind to get this trophy. So it's nice that they're going back, adding the trophies, and they're like, just have fun, you know, complete yeah. the levels. And all yeah, that. but like, not like, oh, we'll just give you a platinum. Like, yeah, so I thought exactly. Twisted Metal was a perfect balance because it was hard to beat the game. Mm-hmm. And then beating it with every character was another challenge. So you know, I didn't just cruise through it. I had to apply myself yeah. for a reasonable amount of time. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, I wouldn't have wanted to spend more time in that game. Yeah, exactly. So they game. Yeah. Well, we're done. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's go. Let's play more. I'll probably play some more Pursuit Force. I don't know. Extreme. I'm going to get on Resident Evil 4. I just need to finish this game now. Yeah, yeah. get mm-hmm. it off my shelf. So, good speech, you cool. buddy, and we'll uh, we'll catch up next week. Cool, talk to you, man. See you then. Have a good one.